Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 103, I believe. Wow. Although it's kind of 100 part three. Okay. Because we're still filtering out all of our SHOT Show interviews. 100.3, I like it. Yeah, yeah, 100.3. So we'll just roll with that. I'm tracking. We have got a special guest, left hand. I think he must be like under the weather because he got his hair cut finally. Yeah. And I think he lost his Samson powers. Oh. Something like that. Hmm. Uh, he was not able to join us. And uh, we have a gentleman here. You may recognize his voice. Sometimes life gets in the way of people. It's, it's, the, it's the second member of this show that we've had on the show. And I'm really starting to get jealous because so far both of you, and I know the third member. Yeah. You all have the perfect voice for radio. Well, we get, I mean, I, in fact, get it honest, and that's where, that's where Jim got his start. Yeah. So as, I'm, as I'm starting to peel back the, uh, the curtain a little bit, <laughs> Zeke and his very elaborate introduction, Jim Scouting passed it on through the gene pool. So I got genetics. it honest, man. Well, and what's funny is you see people like that on TV, or yeah. you hear them on the radio, yeah. and you just imagine when you talk to them, they talk like this. Surely he life. doesn't talk like that in real life. But all three of you have that voice. My entire my entire life, I've been exposed to it. He's my dad. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's day in and day out. So not only have I developed a really good Jim Scouting impression, right? I can you do. Came it. close to it right there. Jim Scouting. <laughs> Shooting fans, stay tuned. But he talks like that when he goes to the grocery store, when he goes to Home Depot, when he's wherever. And people <laughs> will just come out of the woodwork. And, and you know, you, you see him kind of look, and they're like, and they look, and then they'll look again, and he'll say something else. And they're like, all right, I know this guy. And they'll always come up and say, I recognized you because of your voice. Right. Yeah. That's what he has to say. You know what I mean? That's his thing. That's yeah. his signature. So, yeah. Well, I know the first interaction I had with him, we were looking for a production company, and I'd asked some friends of mine, mm-hmm. you know, are there any program production companies in Nashville? And they told me about y'all's company. I didn't realize that was the Shooting USA crew. Yeah, yeah. And I go to knock on the door, and right as I'm about to knock, he walks out. He's got his little fanny pack on. and Another signature item. Yeah. And immediately, his voice is that... Hi, I'm Jim Scout. And I'm like, well, well, we just kind of bumped into each other. You don't have to keep talking, right? <laughs> but uh, no, dude, yeah, it's on all the time. It's, it is, yeah. and it's and it's not anything that he turns on. No, it's it's, it's on all the time. Yeah. yeah, he's cultivated it, and you know, to to your earlier point, he started in radio, right, back in the seventies. Um, I, I was born seventy four through seventy. 778 we lived uh in minnesota and then we moved to hawaii and in hawaii he he did radio gigs wow uh and then got his break into television and you lived in hawaii yeah yeah All right, you too can, young to really enjoy it you can but, leave now well it had <laughs> <laughs> uh, i learned to ride a bike when we lived in hawaii so that's my nice. one memory of living in hawaii fantastic yeah. right um but it, it had always been radio, and then it was television news. And right. we moved to Phoenix, and he anchored the television news for the CBS affiliate in Phoenix through the better part of the 80s. Yeah. And uh, that's how we kind of bounced around from television gig to television gig, and then we ended up landing in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, and that's when we got tied in with the production company that did all of the automotive programming. Um, and that, I think, to an extent, was where he really started to cultivate his persona if you will for different television genres and it was that production company that created american shooter okay and it's an interesting story behind that because they had originally planned and worked with chuck connors the rifleman Mm -hmm. he was going to be the host of american shooter when it came out on espn back in 93 well chuck connors unfortunately passed away before they were able to put the first show together and at that time jim was doing automotive programming for that production company and they said hey you might be a good fit for this let's give it a whack and 
dude, that's where that was 22 years ago. <laughs> and here we go, right? The original gun guy on TV. So, so you said y'all had a product, y'all, y'all worked with a production company mm-hmm. that did automotive That's right. stuff. And they're still out there doing it. Uh, they were the magazine formatted new car reporting shows. Gotcha. Uh, Jim hosted for a time, it was called Motor Trend Television. And Except, then became Except car Jim actually television. talked like that in real life. Oh, yeah. All the other guys. And he brought like, his voice to that. Welcome to Rivergate Toyota. So he's got this whole... <laughs> it's, not the, yeah, it's not that yeah, right. fake stuff. <laughs> what is that guy's name that does all those commercials? Dan, oh, the blonde Dan, guy? what's his name? Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, Rivergate Toyota. If you live in the Nashville area, you know who we're talking about. And uh, if you don't, you could probably Google Rivergate Toyota commercial guy. And, and find Yeah. Him. And so, he always has that yeah, knife hand count, count the Count yeah. the knife hands. <laughs> count the points. <laughs> So yeah, it was that. Uh, that was the foot in the door, and that's what uh, that's what got us where we are at this point. He had this thing that he would always drop on people. It's all internal combustion: cars, motorcycles, yeah. shooting, whatever. You know, what I mean, generally right. people who enjoy the firearms also enjoy performance cars or performance motorcycles or whatever. Contained explosions. Exactly. Inter- nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, it's man. In a nutshell, that gets us to where we are explosions. at this point, right? That would actually be a good one. It would be a good show. I like where you're going with that. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, we, you know, as a traditional media outlet, television, right? Mm-hmm. Television is television, but it continues to evolve. And in the 22 years we've been doing it, things like the DVR and on demand and the internet, for yeah. that matter, have grown to be stuff. You know, things that people just feel like they should have or they have you know what i mean it's 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 almost a weird thing to go out without your phone yeah you know what i mean it's one of those things in 93 few people had cell phones i mean they were available they were very expensive and they couldn't do anything like they do oh, now. yeah you know what i mean you can make a phone call and that's about the extent of it i remember when i was a freshman in college I got a pager. Oh, sweet. 94. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I had a Beepers Plus pager. Oh, Beepers yeah. Plus plug here in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> They've been long gone, dude. You bet. Good times. Oh, yeah. Now, you, you mentioned something about on-demand. When is you know our outdoor industry, you know whether it's hunting, competitive shooting, when are the sportsmen, outdoor channel, pursuit, when are they going to start on-demand? That's an interesting question, and it's well above my pay grade. Uh-huh. I wish I could answer that because gotcha. uh, it's a common question that I get right. a lot of times from people that I meet all over the place, different right. events and whatever. Hey, how come you're not on? Uh, how come you're not on Netflix? Or how come we can't see? Or when are you going to get into one of those deliveries? Right. And uh, that's a question that has to be posed to the executives in the networks. Gotcha. And I'm sure it's on their radar. It can't be. You know, right. and they couldn't be doing what they're doing if they're not addressing those things. So I would imagine there's probably a plan. It's just. I'm, well, I'm down here in the ranks. They're yeah, way up there. And it's one of those things where my wife and I, we watch a lot of shows. Right. But we don't watch them when they air. Mm-hmm. We either DVR them or on demand. We just got a DVR. We've mm-hmm. been on demanding everything until mm-hmm. we realized, oh, well, if we miss three or four weeks, then it's a while before we can get them on Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been DVRing things. So we never, ever watch shows when they air. Yeah. And there's a few shows I like on Outdoor Channel. Uh, there's a few shows I like on Sportsman. Sure. Uh, we don't have Pursuit, so I have no clue. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to watch them, but I don't, you know, one, I don't know the exact time they air just because I'm constantly busy with all the stuff I'm doing. So it would be smart on their part if they did do something along those lines. Well, the in the age of the DVR, it yeah. is, it's a rarity to have right. somebody who actually sits down and tunes in at 8 yeah. o'clock Eastern on Wednesday night and sits through everything that is our show. 
uh, the DVR has changed the way people watch television, and it's it's completely across the board from from my kids wanting the DVR, yeah. or, you know, whatever the cartoon is that they're watching to me DVR in like Gold Rush or something silly yeah. like that. It's I won't watch it when it's actually on because I want to be able to fast forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be able to get through commercials. I want to be able to get through. You know and I don't think that applies all the time because there are some instances where there might be a new commercial or a commercial for something that I'm interested in. Sure. And I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. But I don't want to watch it six times. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So the age of the DVR has changed the way people watch television, just as the age of the Internet has changed the way people get other information, other news, other mm-hmm. entertainment. The age of the podcast. What you know, you podcast? know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's radio-free Internet, man. It's it's. Radio on the computer. It's awesome. It's what it is. <laughs> right. That's a pretty good it's, one. We we set up at a couple gun shows when we first started trying to generate some some listeners, and it was so funny. People would come by, and we're in the south, yeah. you know. And there's a lot of older gentlemen that go to sure. gun shows, and they'd come by and be like talking lead. Y'all sell ammo? And no, no. What are you? We're, we're podcast. What in the hell is a podcast? <laughs> I don't know how many people came by and said it. So we had to explain it's you can listen on the radio, on yeah. your phone, on your right. computer, anything right. like that. Available anytime. Yeah. Not at this time. It, Not like when demand. Dave Ramsey comes on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start listening, stop listening. No, yeah, it's on anytime you're ready to listen to it. It's on demand radio. Right. Uh, and it's awesome for us because what most people don't know is we really suck. And like every other word with John and I right now have been like 10 seconds of dead air. I just get to edit it all out. That's not true. <laughs> We're carrying the freight right now. We are. Yeah. It's going well. Yeah. Recently, uh, Mike has left. And yes. He's gone on to bigger, better things. Yes. Major yep. vertical step up. Uh, Literally for, for Mike bigger, Irvine. better things. Oh, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. You know, he, he had an opportunity to go and work for Boeing. And yeah. uh, that is a huge vertical leap for him in yeah. terms of his career. So he's still doing. Well, see, I was being a smart ass and talking <laughs> how planes are bigger than guns. But. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> Um, and you know, as a, as a shorter guy, yeah. you know, it's nice for him to be able to take a few <laughs> vertical steps. There's another jab at my See, good buddy, Mike. He, he, he got short jabs while he was on the show. A few Every time, ago. everywhere, and, always and the little guy, where's the little guy, <laughs> your buddy, the little guy. Oh man. Um, yeah. So good things for Irvine, a yeah. tremendous opportunity in life takes him, uh, closer to his parents, uh, and his family. And, uh, he's, he's producing and hosting the internal executive videos uh for in a global company multi-billion dollar companies um hopefully it's going well i haven't heard from him here in the last little bit but we still catch up on clash of clans he's part of my clan so nice we clash i I had to delete it did you it's it's a time consumer man it's it's addictive (laughs) it's fun yeah and (laughs) yeah when when you get your uh credit card bill and wow. itunes charged 60 bucks in a month i'm oh did i yeah oh, nah, I, I yeah did. 60 60 <laughs> is light compared to some of the stories i've heard to a couple of the pro shooters who will remain nameless oh, uh, have spent uh, well into the four figures on wow. their clash of clans stuff Whew. which uh you know i can't really justify that that's crazy what did you get for that you can buy Air. xbox one and like five six seven games right I, I, I know <laughs> i know yeah well there you have it so yeah, Irvine. Uh, Irvine still has a bit of a presence. He did a lot of work ahead of this departure to uh, make a transition for nice. uh, Impossible Shots. So you'll still be seeing him in some episodes cool. as we go forward. But we have some uh, we have some things coming uh, in this new season with some new people who will be the new face and the new voices of uh, Impossible Shots. Nice. So looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then you, you, you're talking to this other weird, freaky guy. Yeah. He's like Sasquatch looking. Continuing to integrate new faces yeah. and uh, new voices and new takes uh, into the Shooting USA brand as well yeah. because Irvine left a hole there. Right. And, and uh, so we've but got... But that hole is so small, it's hard for me to Well, we've got this very popular... Uh, <laughs> and will I have to be on my knees to make it look no, normal No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> we have the capability to actually film Mike's height and your height. Okay. So, all right, good. Just uh, sure. Zeke Stout is going to be correspondent, doing some correspondent work for us. Uh, that's Zeke Stout. I'm mentioning done. you in the third person as I speak. <laughs> John Scouten will continue to do correspondent work and production work. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get back out of the third person mentions and carry on but yeah looking forward to that we're gonna uh, kind of dip our toe in that uh at the nra convention coming up here in nashville which is exciting we will not film my toes no we won't at all no it would be best if we didn't no um yeah and i generally try to wear shoes on camera too so that's a good rule of thumb it's one of those things you don't really think about but it's important to mention that's true Yeah, yeah yeah shoes pants yeah um so this is going to be an exciting uh, experiment. I know you have the chops. I've seen some of the things you've done on the interwebs before. In... But I don't have those chops. Well, you could certainly carve them out of that fantastic <laughs> I, battle beard. When I played basketball, I had those. But yeah. mine were like more pointy down yeah. kind of thing. Almost yeah. like little blades coming. But... The, uh, <laughs> I wore the beard to SHOT Show this year. Yeah. Uh, I grew the beard over our uh, Christmas holiday and decided, you know what, I'm just going to let this thing fill in. Right. And uh, ultimately, I got a lot of good response from it. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I had a number of important people, yeah. including my wife, say, you know, this, the sideburns are more like your signature. Yeah. You know, let's go back to the sideburns. The sideburns are your signature. That's so. kind of like me with a T-shirt and a suit coat. Yeah. That's like Which stick. is a look. You know, it's a good it's look. Stick, you know, so. Excellent for concealment, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's very true. Yeah. So quite nice. If you were to decide to go shoot IDPA, it would be an interesting thing, as opposed <laughs> to a vest. He wears the suit coat. <laughs> yes. That would actually be pretty legit. I, I may do that. Yeah. Well, IDPA is supposed to be what you do normally. Exactly right. Yeah, so. It's based out of concealed carry. So I'm yeah. not going to wear a plate carrier. We're looking. No, <laughs> it'd be best not to. And, I, you know, I, I think they might frown on that. Probably. Um, so, yeah, the NRA convention coming up. It's going to be uh, it's going to be big doings for Nashville. Arguably the largest convention for our new convention center in mm-hmm. Nashville in terms of numbers attending. Oh yeah. What's going to be interesting for me having been to, you know, several in several cities, whether or not a um a contingent of protesters starts right. to develop here in Nashville. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Na- Nashville is a unique city and I I think we may see some. Yeah. I mean as you know, Nashville it's in the south. Right. We have that southern charm, but it's kind of got you know, it's not just Music City country right. music anymore. Right. You know, we have a lot of rock artists living here. I mean, right. Johnny Depp just bought a house in Nashville. Yep. Hadn't seen him yet, but you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a lot of people that are kind of coming into Nashville. You got Vanderbilt down the road. Johnny so. Depp shoots, though, you know. Yeah. He's, yeah. He he's shoots got, out of Terrence Place all from, the time. From what I hear, he's got the second largest connect collection in the United States. He wears some interesting garb when he shows up at Terrence. You can I check can this imagine. out on, uh, <laughs> on Terrence Butler's uh, <laughs> social media feed. You'll find pictures of all kinds of different celebrities shooting with him and different. You know, some of them, like my, Michael Rooker shoots out there with him yeah. all the time. I've met Michael a number of times. Now, that dude... That's, Looks uh, like a gun guy, Merle, right? Yeah, yeah, Merle. yeah. Uh, and he can really shoot. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's Taryn posted an internet video of him. Uh, I want to say 50 yards headshot with his 1911 on a uh, on an Ipsic on a steel Ipsic. And, yeah, and he just pooh holds it and breaks it, and they walk camera rolls the whole time. They walk out to the target and it's 
perfect headshot. Man. Nice. That's a shot. Yeah. So that dude's legit. So talking about celebrities and guns is perfect segue into the jack wagon train. Segway. Hey, Ralph, simplify, do or die, hold them high at eight and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. All right. So this week, our jack wagon, talking about the celebrities, and we talk about it all the time. Anybody that's a gun guy, we watch movies and we're like, oh my God, we pick them apart. Right. I saw the worst one ever. And it was an old 90, I think it was a 97 or something like that species. With, I think uh, I saw that. Yeah, where the, the chicks. The like chick, alien, yeah, the alien chick. She's just what was her name? Sex crazy. She was hot, uh, dude. N- Natasha Nat- Henstridge. Yeah, that's exactly right. You yeah. nailed it, bro. Oh, yeah. Points. But uh, so we're watching it, and right after she turns into the alien, after she gets done with the guy in the hotel room, right. Michael Madsen. Yep. Runs out with his Glock, mm-hmm. gets on his knee, and does this like it's an old single action shooter. And what I'm doing with my hands? Yeah, he's fanning. He's, he's, he's fanning he's his fanning, Glock right now. I'm fanning the the hammer on the the non-existent hammer on the Glock. Damn, it was that hurts hilarious. My feelings. That, that totally hurts oh, my, my feelings. Gosh, I lost it. I was like, you got, and I rewound it, and I was like, yep, he did. He just did that. He just did that. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, maybe he was having multiple malfunctions, and he was just like. Quickly so clearing please, malfunctions. Please let there be a hammer. Like, please let there one be after a another malfunctions, trying to like stroke his rear sight to clear a malfunction. <laughs> Maybe that was, was it. We'll give him that. I don't know. I doubt it. That's sad. it's Hollywood. <laughs> wow. And you would think. I mean, he's been in enough movie where he, movies yeah. where he's handled guns, right. where he knows the difference between a single action revolver and a Glock. <laughs> I'll tell you what would be an interesting thing to dig into is who was the armorer on that particular production, oh, man. and who allowed that. What you know, because the armorers are gun guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know several of the guys from the ISS and before that Stembridge Gun Rentals. Mm-hmm. Those dudes have to know their craft oh, first yeah. of all to make sure everything's safe, but second of all, they come in as with a to an extent with a role as a firearms handling person to mm-hmm. make sure that dumb stuff like that doesn't happen on camera. So it would be interesting to know what Jack Leg pulled that together. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Now some of the better ones, and we've talked about that on the show. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but. Uh, the Kevin or Kevin Costner Three Days to Live or something like that. I don't think came I saw out that. Recently. I think it came out last year. Oh, I missed it. Really good gun handling. Yeah. Stuff. Magazines were running out after more and more, you know, more and six more lately. Or Fifteen shots. And they're they had, reload, you know they're so. paying a lot of attention to that more and more. It lends itself to the credibility. I had an interesting experience at last year's NRA convention with my much smaller, more compact mixing board mm-hmm. that I was recording at that time, the Shooting USA podcast, and I had Lorena Noveski on with me and uh she and i had not met each other before and we were talking about johnny and the noveski brand and carrying on not only the highest end of firearms that they produce but at that time they were also discussing a new uh ammunition that they were going to be you know co-branding and it was an interesting thing i in the rush to get it going hadn't hooked the record deck to the computer and oh, so wow. I was looking at the meter on the computer, and the meter on the computer is catching the PAs. <laughs> so the meter's moving, and I'm thinking, oh, we're going, right? And we're, we're like eight minutes into this thing, and out of nowhere comes this crazy like electronic feedback through the board, through the PAs. And the crowd of people standing around in the booth at last year's convention are like, ah, oh, gosh, my ears. And so I immediately slapped the, the main volume down, which killed everything. Right. But that caused me then to realize that I had not been recording the podcast in the first place, which was a major screw up. So we took a minute. We laughed about that. I plugged everything in properly and we started over. It was one of those. It was almost I, I kind of I want to I want to kind of say 
without sounding like a weirdo, that maybe Johnny was listening, paying attention, <laughs> and he's thinking, hey, dude, he said, nah. uh, you're not doing this right. Let me, <laughs> let me help you figure this out, idiot, before you waste any more time with my wife. Well, I think, I think that's, that's a common podcast and even radio mistake. Yeah. Uh, with, with our episode we did with Hickok 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows him. He's got one point, I think 1.6 million subscribers now. Amazingly popular. Yeah, huge. So it was our fourth episode. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, wow. Because at the time, we had like 30 listeners. We're like, woo, we got 30 people listening to us, and we don't know who they are. Right. So we're excited. Uh, he comes on the show. I'm watching the levels, kind of like you said. Yeah. I'm seeing them move. So I'm like, okay, it's, all, we're good. it's yeah. going good. I get home to edit it, and we sound like we're in a cave. Huh. And what I realized is I didn't set the input on my computer to be input. It was right. output. So it was recording through Off that little itty-bitty microphone yep. there. Yep. And I put it through all kinds of levelating processes. Try to boost it up or whatever. It didn't work. But, I mean, <laughs> still, we had 4,000 listeners on that episode, and we were just like, Oh, wow. oh my God, what just happened? And uh, Well, there's that good. cross-pollination between a it, guy who's true, got man. a huge back, yep. you know, a bunch of people waiting Every day to yeah. see what he's going to put out on YouTube. Oh yeah, Absolutely. and they'll follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah, that's it's fantastic. Like he, he has become the Google of guns on yeah. YouTube. It's like if you type in anything on YouTube, typically he has. Yeah, a video he comes up. Yeah. I watched this thing the other day where he was shooting. I think he was shooting a forty-five, right. and he's bouncing a basketball in the other hand. Yeah, and he, and he's making this shot, and he's continuing to bounce the basketball. So you know, a strong hand only shot. It was yeah. that's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, and that's not easy. Have, you, to have do. you met him before? I have. Yeah, he's taller than me. I was amazed he at SHOT Show, he appeared in the ATK booth in the big, you know, and they have that little stage set up and they, sure. they have the bleachers where people can sit and listen as he did a demo and it was kind of a Q&A thing, but he had a huge crowd of people oh, yeah. come to see him and talk to him and, you know, yep. have that Q&A. Um, I'm sure that that will be multiplied at least tenfold when you get to the NRA convention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, especially uh, with it being in Nashville. Yeah, he's absolutely. Because he's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's another thing. We'll, we'll go ahead and pitch that out there. We're doing a, uh, it's kind of like an impromptu, well, now it's a sponsored impromptu. That's awesome. Na- Nashville gun media party. Right. It's going to be, tin well, roof, the, first, the, the first part, right. Yeah. Tin, tin roof. Or no, this one's going to be the Broadway tin roof. Right. Yeah, so right there. There's two tin roofs. Oh, there's one on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, I they, didn't know that. So, no, scratch on. scratch the Demumbrian. Yeah, yeah, there's two tin roofs now. There's one on Demumbrian. It's not that one. Okay. Uh, so, seven to nine is going to be a private event for kind of like our sponsors and different people. Right. Uh, after that, it'll be open to the public, but it'll be upstairs at Tin Roof on Broadway on that Saturday night, which is the 11th, I think. Where exactly on Broadway is that? Landmark uh, that for me. Uh, you know where our... From Bridgestone to Second, it's about halfway. Oh, okay. Headed towards the river. Yeah. Out of, oh, the river. okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's walking distance from the convention. Neat. But yeah, so that'll be fun. We'll have, you know, Talking Lead will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be there. I'll try my most best. Likely. <laughs> We're going to keep forcing you. We'll I know. ride you until you show I up. I know. <laughs> I will do my best. Uh, then we'll have um, Hickok 45, uh, Reaper Outdoors. Of course, Doug Dadish used to play for Tennessee Titans. He, yep. he lives here. Going to talk to Adam Mattis at Orion's Ken, cool. the hunting show. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton of gun media. I here. met that guy, the Orion's Ken guy. Yeah. I met his photographer mm-hmm. at an event, and uh, what a cool cat, man. Yeah. And I went and followed, you know, looked into what, because he was describing to mm-hmm. me what he does. Sure. So he was asking me what I do. Yeah. And I went and looked at what they're into, man. Yeah. The whole fitness aspect oh, yeah. of hunting, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Really and good that, stuff. And the, the, the two hunting shows that we really connected with over this whole thing are Ryan's Ken. Mm-hmm. They've got that unique you know, yes. fitness aspect. 
and then Reaper Outdoors. Yes. Which is kind of like a dual survival meets hunting. Yes. Uh, which is really neat. Because, you know, if you end up in a dual survival situation or any of those Discovery Channels about survival, you're going to have to kill your own food and you you bet. Know, you take care of it. You bet. Well, they kind of touch on it. Right. Well, the Reaper Outdoor show says, no, you're on a hunt. Yeah. And that's what your survival is until you get exfilled out of there. Uh, so it's kind of neat. The two that we've connected with is not just, you know, the guy in the deer stand going. Not a typical whisper show. Here comes a deer. I see him. Here he comes. <laughs> For 30 minutes. Wait now. We love you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's room for everybody, and that's the good thing. You know, the more firearms, the more hunting, the more content like this on the television, on the internet, yep. is better. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? The, the more we broaden our demographic, mm-hmm. it, the better we're off for the whole Second Amendment. Fight. Agreed. Uh, there, there's a lot of people, you know, that listen to our show that are, nobody lynch us, they're Democrats. Well, shh. Yeah, I mean, you can you can be conservative <laughs> on certain yeah. aspects, and you can be liberal on other aspects. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's you don't have to necessarily identify across the board conservative. No. Yeah, you can you can have guns, and you know, I don't know. I don't want to get in the politics I'm, I'm, discussion. We, and we try to avoid politics on the show all the time. So, what do you have coming up after? Mm-hmm. I'm j- well, having just had uh, four straight weeks of travel. Uh, the Smith & Wesson Indoor Nationals, the IDPA Indoor Nationals at Smith & Wesson, Massachusetts, um, followed immediately by the, well, no, it was preceded immediately by the Bushnell Brawl down in Kingsville, Texas, a precision rifle series match. Uh, I thought you were going to say, like, cage match. No, that would be awesome. The name, like, Brawl. It is a bit of a brawl, though. There were 35-mile-an-hour sustained winds, and folks were, uh, folks were working down wow. there. It was tough. I participated in that. It was, uh, it was excellent. So that's kind of my new thing is shooting these precision rifle games. They're nice. pretty fun. Um, but coming up immediately following the NRA will be uh, a trip back out to Las Vegas to the Desert Sportsman's Team Ranges for the USPSA Multigun Nationals. Okay. Pete Rensing is putting that match on this year 100%. He's running it, designing it. He's designed it the last couple of years, but now it's entirely his baby. So it'll mm-hmm. be fun to see how this thing really gets clicking. Um, and it's always a great place to go. We always stay out there near the Red Rocks and... Nice. It's a, it's just a really really good match and a really good location. Who doesn't want to go to Vegas? Right. You know what I mean. Um, and you well, don't just film stuff. You actually compete in them. Sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. shot multi gun nationals last year. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Did okay. Gotcha. Had a couple of had a couple of bright moments. Surrounded by surrounded by some mediocrity, but uh, <laughs> it's always good. Uh, in this case, it's not yet clear if I'm going to actually load up my whole kit and go out there to shoot. Right. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Um, that's one of those things. See, I would have a couple of mediocre moments surrounded by suck yeah <laughs> well you know i mean there's it, like I, like we were talking earlier as soon as you start taking yourself seriously and all exactly of this, it's not gonna go well no. so if i can show the club level guys that hey i can do it i can get out here i yeah. can improve yeah. right i'm not gonna be the best i'm not gonna be running in the top two percent right. i'm not gonna be jerry mitchlick i'm not gonna be mike voigt i'm not gonna be taryn butler right but I can improve, and I right. can take notes from those guys, and I can do things to make my game within my skill set better. That's the key, and that's right. what we're trying to get across to the audience when it comes to covering these matches and then participating right. in them is, is, yeah, these guys are the best ever. I know it's intimidating because they're the best ever, but there's a 
you know, I mean, there's there's 20 guys at the top, and there's 400 guys that fill out the rest of the slots in this match, and sure. there's plenty of room for everybody at every skill level, and it's fun, and you will get better. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You will improve. So once that's over, uh, a trip for the Revolver Nationals. That's going to be in Barrie, Illinois. Um, that's a one-day event. It'll be uh, an interesting thing, start to finish in one day. Then I'm going to turn around from that and go to the Bianchi Cup, which is yeah. one we never miss. Right. And uh, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like almost like homecoming because yeah. it's the same place every year yeah, every and more and more people every year. Nice. The richest handgun tournament. That's in Nevada, right? No, no. Bianchi Cup is in Missouri. It's Missouri. in Columbia, Why Missouri. Why did I think that was in Nevada? So I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so once we get through that, I can start to kind of taper off because all of these events are lead stories. And, yeah. and you know, with uh, with Mike working for the airplane company now, yeah. I got a lot of writing on my hands. I you know, can in, imagine. In addition to in addition to travel <laughs> and going and getting the story, you got you know a couple weeks after the fact for each one. Sure. To make the finished television product out of it, so it's oh, good yeah. though. Not a complaint. We're running lean right now, and it's it's going well. Well, and something you said, that's, that's one thing that's appealing about y'all's show is y'all come across as an everyday guy yeah. that can go out and do this stuff. So it's like, like you said, people yeah. are like, oh, I can do that. And that's kind of what we wanted to do with our show. Is yeah. We're a couple of idiots. We oh, want to okay. learn as much as we can about guns. Right. You know, and we've learned a ton, but we still are just like everybody else. Well, it's an interesting yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. My friend Paul Markle says, you are a student of the gun. <laughs> yep. You know, and I, I'm everyone is a Paul? student of the gun. As soon as you feel like you're you, friends with Paul Mark, I like Paul. Oh my god, that's good, dude. And Jared, that other guy, that's his boy, he's isn't such it? Such a dork. No, he's all right. <laughs> How are you going to hammer those dudes? I like those guys. <laughs> we love them to death. They're good friends of ours. But we, his, actually, we actually did a, a experiment where we recorded both shows at oh, yeah. the same time, Far interviewing out. each other. Huh. Turned out pretty good. That's cool. They did their edited version. We did our edited version. That's Interesting. Fun. No, good friends. Of edited podcasts. Yeah. I never edit the Shooting USA podcast. Really? And people have asked about that. They're like, this, this doesn't sound like you edit it, and I yeah. don't. Yeah, like, see, I hit record, and when I hit stop, that's the end of it. I, I drag the music onto each end of it, and that's it. See, that's why I love guests like you, because you can talk. Yeah, well, there, there's you got to carry the freight, man. Yeah, there's sometimes <laughs> where it's like, hey, so uh, what do you got going on? A dead air. Guns. Can't do that. <laughs> You okay. can't do that. So what kind of guns? Uh, I like rifles. <laughs> I do, too. I like precision rifles, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's just like, come on, come on. Come on, on keep on with it. <laughs> yeah. Keep on with it. Paul and Jared, good guys. But, but yeah, you were saying student of the gun. Back to that point. Yeah. We're all students of the gun. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you think that you know everything, or as soon as you feel like you've learned everything, you yeah. haven't. Yeah. And that's when mm-hmm. bad things start to happen. That's yep. when you're taking yourself too seriously. That's when you're not willing to accept something that's new. That's mm-hmm. when you're not looking at a technique or a piece of technology as something that's beneficial. Exactly. And you know, you just you can't be closed minded in yep. any of this, especially yeah. our industry. Yep, you'll get run over quick. Yeah. There are five questions that we ask everybody. That oh, sweet. Okay. So, how did you originally get in firearms? That was my dad. Really? Uh, he. At the age of seven years old, when we were we had just moved into the Phoenix area, right. and uh, we lived out where we could access desert, and we had ATCs, man. We had three-wheelers, Honda wow. three-wheelers, and we would go into the desert, and he, has, he still has this uh, particular Smith & Wesson. It's a twenty-two. He called it the kit gun. I think they called it a kit gun. It has a right. model number. It's, you know, I don't know the model number, so I don't want to try, because people who know Smith & Wesson model numbers will be like, oh, he's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> but they called it the kit gun. And Not little, on the internet. Nobody ever does No, that never. Story. Little six-shot uh, rimfire revolver from right. Smith & Wesson's first gun I ever fired. Right. And uh, 
he always had an interest in it. We kept firearms in the house. We never had any type of exposure to competition Mm -hmm. until he did a story for the news outlet that he was, that he was uh, one of the anchors at. He did a story on a police. I'm not sure if it was a PPC event, but it was Mm -hmm. police challenges. So it may have been a PPC event. I don't know. I don't know. I was still young, but we went to that and I just, I stood there in awe. I just thought, Oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Watch how fast these guys shoot. And as a kid, major impression. So, you know, there was, there was a lull as, you know, I got into the teen years, but then once American Shooter started Mm -hmm. and we were at all of these events, all of a sudden, then it was just like open doors in every direction. When did ESPN take that off? They had it in 93, and it was an it was interesting thing. They, I want to say it lasted for two. The portion of the second season is when gotcha. ESPN was bought by Disney, gotcha. and they came across with this whole, there will be no firearms advertising on our networks. Wow. We will not allow that. Right. And that basically was a dagger in the heart. Right. Um, to finish out that second season is kind of a funny story, because Colt at the time was the big marquee sponsor. Right. Well, Colt was still owed some advertising. So they creatively made up a commercial to order the Colt catalog for Colt-branded <laughs> clothing, right? Nice. So it's a commercial for, with a bunch of guys in Colt shirts. Yeah. And you order the Colt catalog for the Colt-branded clothing. Oh, and we'll also slip in there the Colt uh, firearms yeah. catalog gotcha. also. <laughs> Um, yeah, (laughs) so that was, that was the beginning of the progression that led that particular marquee to TNN at the time, the Nashville network, but I'm off topic, dude. We're doing our five questions. So military law enforcement experience. Me? No, my brother, current second battalion ranger. Okay. Yep. Uh, has there ever been, or is there currently a firearm in your arsenal that there's a little part of you that's kind of embarrassed to say, yeah, I've got one of those. Mm. Or had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. It's hard to... Uh, you know, honestly, I'm not embarrassed by any of my guns. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I, have one of the, I have one of the short-lived Smith & Wesson semi-auto shotguns. Okay. Uh, they, they came and went very quickly. Um, they, that was a gift the, for everybody in the office one year. Mine runs great. Yeah. Uh, a couple of others that folks had didn't, didn't run so good gotcha. and got traded. Mine's great, though. Yeah. It's never failed me. Killed a bunch of doves with it. It's awesome. <laughs> Is there one you had and you wish you had back? That's an interesting question, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I won in a raffle at Range Day. I think the first year they did Range Day, I won a SIG 226 Blackwater Edition, 9mm. Uh, yeah. And uh, I traded that. And Ooh. I wish I still had that gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sweet. That sucks. Yeah. Money's no object. Laws nothing don't worry about it hmm. what would be your ultimate bucket list gun hmm. money no object yep probably a vulcan a vulcan yeah one of the the anti-missile guns oh <laughs> they uh just for no real reason other than just to just say you insane <laughs> they they and the funny story is you know i mean it wouldn't be practical at all you'd have to have a vehicle dedicated to carry it around right probably like a one-ton dually truck that would just carry this thing around because sure. it's mounted on battleships. Uh, but for the movie Armageddon, when we were inside Stembridge Gun Rentals, they had one that they had cut down to go on the front of the rover right. in the movie that they put on the asteroid or whatever. Sure. And it was firing. They had converted it to fire 12-gauge blanks. Gotcha. And full of, full of powder and whatever. And uh, it was just the craziest thing because the guy touched it to the car battery and it started spinning and clicking. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, every one of those, click, 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 click. Every time it's clicking, that's a shot. And then things, 20, I think they're 20 millimeter. 
Wow. They're nasty. That would be... Yeah. 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 All right. There's another thing we do. We haven't done it in a while. And somebody called us out on Facebook the other day. Handstand push-ups? Yes, that's it. Uh, you can do them. I can't. I'm good. <laughs> I got them, dude. Let's go. <laughs> no, uh, EDC check. Well, it's it's new. Uh, the It's the Smith & Wesson Bodyguard 380. Ah, um, okay. In an Uncle Mike's inside the pocket, kind of like a wallet style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been carrying that. I got it for Christmas. That was this year's Christmas gift. Nice. And uh, super sweet little gun, man. I got the Hornady critical defense ammo in it. Yeah. Plug Hornady right quick because yeah. this ammo yes. is nasty. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's no candy. That's what I've got in my VP9 right now. That's a fun little gun. Yep. Um, prior to that, it was always uh, my hammerless J-frame. Okay. Um, Revolver guy too. Huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they run. Yep. And then winter time now converted to the console is uh, my salient prepared G30 uh, 45. Nice. Nothing. Nice. That's, that's one of the guns on my list if I wish I had back was my Glock 30. Yeah. And I had it tweaked out a few different yeah. ways. So, yeah. yeah. Missed that thing. EDC check. Yeah. Dang, and I forgot my, I forgot my, I just got a trilogy from uh, Grind Tech. A trilogy. It's uh, a knife or? No, it's a, it's a little knuckles setup. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Just got that. Like, I don't know. I was on my way to Puerto Rico and I was sitting in the airport killing some time and they yeah. had it on sale, so I ordered it. <laughs> Should have brought that. Nice. Uh, and then a microtech out the front. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I've got my, uh, my HK VP9. I've been carrying that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit bigger. I'd love it if they came out with a sub. Looks very stylish in the Kydex you wear. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, Kydex is from SoCo Kydex holsters. Very nice. Uh, out of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job with it. I love this thing, man. Have you shot one yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good, awesome. Good shooter. Good shooter. Comfortable, too. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Yeah. As in, like, hobby-wise? Yeah. You do anything to get your mind off of work or whatever? Uh, used to be going to the range, right? But now that's work. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're a doctor, you don't want to talk about medicine afterwards, right? Uh, movies with my wife, awesome, has been lately. I need to get back into running, man. I used to be a triathlete, mm-hmm. triathlete, triathlete, yeah, triathlete. I used to do triathlons it's a, a lot. Unique sport. Um, it's you. You go to a car lot and you mm-hmm. just run around <laughs> it and swim around it. And yeah, no, I used to be a triathlete, so I did that. Really? Uh, haven't done it in a while. As big uh, into the biking, yeah, even. man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that. The best sports I had in that was swimming, hmm. of course, because I got paddles for arms. Yeah, sure. And, and the biking. I sucked at the running. Awesome. But at least I finished. So I was actually the 10th ranked Clydesdale triathlete in the Southeast region. Really? At one year. Good for you. Year. I think it was 08, 07, 08, something like that. That's no joke, dude. Yeah, then then I got fat. Then life happens, <laughs> right? Kids. I know what you mean. But yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoy work and i know that sounds crazy but i love business you know i i dive in head first and and enjoy it especially now doing what i'm doing yeah what about you um anything the kids are up to yeah coach a u12 (laughs) soccer team yeah uh, for my stepdaughter and so as much as i'm in town i can do that um crossfit rule one if you're into crossfit you talk about crossfit i did it for about half a year once yeah and i just quit i've been about i didn't get burnt out or anything i just stopped i think it was because it was so freaking expensive it, it well it's costly and that's one of the things when i first started into it one of my first coaches i was like you know this thing is pretty this is pretty expensive it's like yeah. a, you know I, I, 150 bucks a month yeah, that's what I was to paying. come in here uh, you know 150 bucks a month and he's like yeah 150 bucks a month but how much is your health worth yeah how much how much will you spend on your health right how much will you spend on your life so yeah that's one of those things it it has translated 
and translates very well into the shooting. Sure. Uh, especially when it comes to the practical sports because it's dynamic movements and mm. things like that. If, if you're adept and you know your body's capabilities, you can maximize those. Six, seven, 300 pounds, I don't have many capabilities. At six, seven, 300, <laughs> you're, you're, more, you're more of a person mover. Right. Right. I just like Hulk smash. That's awesome. And, and that's it. You're a big dude, people. six seven three hundred. I know. I'm five nine. I'm five nine one ninety. I'm, I'm starting to feel the weight though. The older I get, well, you know, I'm turning thirty nine at the party. Actually, good for you. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But the uh, next one's the ugly to... one, bro. Trust me. I'm, yeah, I'm, the next one will be thirty nine. I'm waist deep, in and the 40. one after that will yeah, be thirty thirty nine forever, son. <laughs> that's right. I'm just gonna freeze. I'm no in more. better shape now no than I was when I was twenty five. So that's there's there's something to be said for that. Yeah, forty year old John could whip twenty five year old John in a heartbeat. I wish I could say that. Yeah, <laughs> but good basketball had me had me tip top. Pretty, Pretty awesome. Actually, I take that back. I was probably in better shape doing the triathlons. I believe it, dude. Yeah. As far as having your motor right so, and uh, having your wind. 12, 33, 34. Yeah. That was probably when I was in my best shape. So what about, what are the chances of getting Zeke Stout to go shoot a club match? Like shoot a, shoot a multi-gun or shoot a carbine match, something like that. I'll do it. Okay. I'll do anything. Um, that's fun. Yeah. That is, you know, if you want to take away, you know, the, you say going to the range is is fun yeah going to the range is work to an extent well going to a club match and interacting with other people and shooting and shooting under the stress of a timer right it changes the whole competitive oh dude it'll get you running then yeah you'll love it i've done one actual competitive shooting match we did a uh fundraiser for ryan newman in north carolina nascar driver yep yep. and we did a steel match sweet and we got down me left hand Oh, so this to is me, like steel challenge. Yeah, shooting? it was a steel. Ch- well, it wasn't like an official sanction, right? But it was steel targets with yeah. a stop plate yeah, for time. Flop down ones on on a, oh. on a horse. Oh, okay. So, so like I a, think there were six on each side. I got you. So, so plate me, rack race. Yeah. So out of twenty thirty people, the final four were me, left hand, uh, a Navy SEAL, and Ryan Newman with a draw. Driver. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. So head the, to head too. Yeah, it was on the table. Heard the buzzer. You go. Oh, on the table. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And. It was fun, man. It is fun. It got intense. The first few times I was like, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, I'm not doing too bad. I beat right. two people. I'm right. going to keep going. Right. <laughs> but it was fun. That's I enjoyed pretty it. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love to get into the match shooting. Well, we're, you know, we're centrally located right here. If you want to talk about some good content from Shooting USA, film me shooting my first match. That'd <laughs> be a hoot. No, it'd be good, actually. And not, just, just have like a little counter for every time I trip right? or fall. Or get disqualified. No, no, no. Man, there's just only one DQ. Yeah. Uh, no, but being as close as we are to Rock Castle, yeah. they've, got a, they've got a monthly USPSA match. Yeah. They, do all, they do precision matches up there on a regular basis. The They're Nobles doing, up there, great Oh, people. fantastic, great man, people. those guys. Uh, but then we also have North Tennessee Practical Shooters out in Dixon, okay. uh, USPSA club. I didn't know that. Then there's uh, Tactical Response, which I know you've been down yep. there to those. They apparently have run their first three-gun match. Now. Really? Eagle Eye in Manchester is yeah. doing a monthly multi-gun match. Nice. Uh, so there's plenty of plenty of opportunities. For me, the trick is number one: am I in town? Right. Number two: do I have something else going on with the kids? Yeah. Number three: can I get away from the honeydew or permission list? Exactly. If I can get that trifecta to come together, yeah. And there's a match. Yeah. Now we going. got something. We're going to do it. <laughs> 
So I it's good times, man. man. It, it, that's one thing in this industry. It's really cool and it's fun, but at the same time, it's a lot. There's a lot of traveling. There's always something going on. There's man. a lot of traveling going on, but uh, I enjoy it. But same thing. As long as I'm in town, nothing going on with the kids. Right. I coach their basketball teams, but that's that's, that's pretty awesome. Over. That was fun. Pretty awesome. Uh, stepson's team went undefeated. Nice. Uh, daughter's team. I think we went four and two. Nice. So it was fun. Yeah, that's always wise. cool, man. So where are we at time-wise? What's the format here? How long is too long? How short is hour. too short? An hour's good? But here's the thing. I've got some leftover SHOT Show uh, interviews. Oh, who should we intro from your SHOT Show interviews? You know what? Let's just intro SHOT Show interviews because I have no clue what I have left. <laughs> Keeping it so, real, folks. Exactly. Always. Uh, that's, I think that's why people listen, just to see where we screw up next. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a screw up. I would call that you and I juggling. Continue exactly. to juggle. You, you have to. Or we could just do this. Looking back into the archives <laughs> recorded in Las Vegas at the 2015 SHOT Show from the Sands Convention Center. Here's somebody. <laughs> do we have to pay you for that? No, dude. All right, sweet. I was uh, hoping there'd be coffee. I tried, to, I tried to stay on the positive, but there was no coffee. We didn't have coffee. Do you know, you're not a coffee drinker? Well, we are in the you know super secret talking lead headquarters. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got these you know baristas behind us. I should have had them working, huh? Well, maybe they're on break or something, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's what I know: if I'm invited back, I'll stop off when I get off the highway and get a coffee. <laughs> Next time you come, you'll stop off and then you'll show up and I'll have coffee ready for you. That'll be awesome too. <laughs> then it will be a two-hour show because I, we'll just keep going on coffee. I love it. I love yeah. it. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. I, I think I'm looking blast. forward to doing this at NRA. It's going to be an interesting experiment. It, I look forward it to will it. Be. And anybody who's listening who's going to be at the NRA convention, please look for Zeke when he's yeah. in front of the cameras. Yes. Because this is a test to see. Give me a, like, just come up and start heckling me. Not, I don't initially <laughs> heckle. Come up, observe, maybe take a photo. Yeah. And then when he's, if, not when, if he starts having trouble, then heckle. Just tear into me. Right. Yeah, this is exactly. this is a learning and a building experience. Exactly. This is how you're going to get better. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see it happen. It, it, and what's awesome is it can possibly prove that YouTube can can get you on traditional tube. Well, that's an, <laughs> it, that it, traditional tube. Watch on traditional tube. Now, this is that's this what, is the cross pollination of a very popular new media brand and. Yeah. I don't want to call it old media. We call it traditional media. Traditional media. So we're all going to get together, and we're going to make both of our brands stronger for it. And and I know the listeners were like, oh, thank God it's over, but I'm going to go a little bit into that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Shooting USA, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen it, is probably the only traditional media outlet in any industry that has really reached out to a new media type personality or personalities Mm -hmm. and kind of try to you know bridge this gap yeah when i was talking to david reader with breach brain clear and uh recoil right he was we were both kind of like i don't think anybody's done that you know you think to any of the music channels or or big network you don't really see it yeah i i honestly haven't tracked it haven't looked into it because i don't think we consciously decided hey we're gonna go get somebody who's big in new media <laughs> it was it, it just was so happened an accident that, that we struck up a conversation we're chit-chatting we yeah. talked about yeah let's let's uh let's cross promote the the podcast well yeah. then you know i was going to invite you in yeah. for one that we were going to record at the smith and wesson booth at shot show and you ended up with your elephantitis of the leg or whatever it was <laughs> 
and ended up in the hospital, which is no laughing matter. No, you know, Zeke true. was Zeke was pretty sketchy for a couple of days out there in Vegas. So definitely hand sanitizer, folks. Everybody, yeah. wash your hands really well. Try to protect and yourself from cuts. Don't things like play that. tough guy. Yeah, don't if be. If you cool. have anything weird, go to the doctor. For real, that's yeah. not a joke. Um, but I think that was what sort of started our conversation yeah. about cross pollinating our brands. Yeah. It wasn't anything calculated, and I, you know, who knows? But I think those that have taken their traditional media brand and tried to create something in addition to that to penetrate right. new media yeah. have not had the level of success that the long-standing new media brands like yours right. have. And right. that's what's different about this. I think it's going to be cool. And I think the way the conversation actually went was Uh-oh. we're, we're wa- I'm walking out the door. I had bourbon. Y- yeah. Oh, are yeah. you talking about when you came to the office? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, right, right. I'm walking out the door, and I'm like, well, you know, what are y'all going to do now that Mike's gone? Right. And it was, I think I, it was, I swear. I don't know. Was, you want was, a job? It was really <laughs> weird. It was like they practiced it and they scripted it. But he and Jim at the same time looked at each other and go, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, that was, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but I, I think, I think my exact words were, I don't know. Do you want a job? Yeah. There you anyway, go. <laughs> here we are now. Yeah, exactly. Or at least they're NRA. Yeah. We'll see, right? <laughs> We'll see how this Zeppelin flies. So if the, the, the NRA coverage that comes out on Shooting USA, if you fail to see Zeke, you know he froze. Well, <laughs> I promise you this. Whatever it is, we'll see the light of oh, day it'll, somewhere. It'll, it'll be somewhere. <laughs> Good or bad, it's going somewhere. It may be Mystery Science Theater 2000 oh, on some YouTube channel. That show is hilarious. We, oh, I, I used it. to watch that show back in the day, and we were talking about this because the photographer I took to Puerto Rico, his son is now totally addicted to that show and i was like i had no idea it was still on i used to yeah. watch that with tom servo and crow t Robot. Oh, yeah. Dude, i was all about that show and it's back it's still on now? Yeah, apparently his son watches it. i don't know if he's wow. watching on the internet or Maybe what reruns or something yeah oh, wow. apparently the it's still going too, on. You know, yeah with the movies crazy. where they sit there and heckle the movies that show's hilarious yeah. there's a plug yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors uh we've got sdi.edu school of firearms technology where you can go and become a certified gunsmith Get your associate's degree in firearms technology. True. Uh, we have Savoie Leather, uh, probably the best leather holster maker for artwork. That I mean, the stuff he puts on holsters is unbelievable. SavoieLeather.com, spelt S-A-V-O-I. CantuBrunnerDesigns.com for uh, caliber pen creations of all kinds. 1776 United, the artificial shoulder pocket. Uh, you go to AsymmetricsTechnologies.com to find them. And uh, anything you want to plug? Oh, shootingusa.com, everybody. What's that? It's a website uh, about our TV show. Y'all got a TV show? It's pretty cool. Holy crap. It's okay. If you like, I'm going to be on a TV show? You like shooting sports and uh, new products and instruction from gonna, professionals related to those shooting sports? Shootingusa.com. Shooting USA Outdoor Channel Wednesday nights. You'll love it. Yeah. But the only thing or I you won't. watch on there anyway. <laughs> Maybe you won't. <laughs> you'll love it or you'll hate it. Yeah, That's but, your new slogan. I don't Shoot know. USA, you'll either love it or you will hate it. Hopefully we'll keep doing it. <laughs> Zeke's going to be a part of it. You'll love that one way or another. <laughs> and as always, everybody, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. All right, guys. Welcome back to our 100th episode. And we are at the 2015 SHOT Show. And we are sponsored by... The Artificial Shoulder Pocket, the ASP. Check those guys out at asp.co. And we've got a special guest in with us today. We've got Caleb Causey, and Caleb is with the Lone Star Medics. I met you through Rob Pincus. 
Correct. Uh, yeah. The other day, and we got to talking. And what what you do is is very cool. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Tell us a little bit about your shot show experience so far, Caleb. Oh, uh, shot show's been it's it's wild. Every it, year, it <laughs> to gets, say the least, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, you can tell my voice is already starting. I'm losing my voice already, and it's only day you what, that three. Good radio voice now. Yes. Yeah. So it's, there's it's me and Elvis. settled in, right? <laughs> exactly. So I'm ready. Uh, but no, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, shot, it, it's the cool stuff. It's the cool people you meet. It's uh, meeting folks like y'all and being honored to be on the, you know, the 100th episode. 100th episode. 100th yeah, episode. This is Ep- our 100th episode. episode. See, I can't speak. Two years. I mean, that, that's that's the cool. I got goosebumps on my arms thinking about it. You know, we just met the other day. It's uh, just meeting good people, the networking, the uh, I'm not going to it's not social, but it's business. Yeah, it's it work. People come out here. Yeah, we party and it's cool. You see all the but cool it's like-minded stuff. like-minded individuals that have the same goals in mind, you know. Absolutely. It's, everybody's pushing and promoting the farms industry, but everybody's doing it in a positive way. And everybody seems to be over accommodating and wanting to help you and what you know whatever you're trying to accomplish and if they know somebody that can help you you know maybe they can't then they're going to say hey go you need to go talk to such and such absolutely yeah it's just a constant hey you need to go here you need to be here and right by now right. Or if there's an event going on really go to that party there. you yeah. should be at this place because so-and-so is going to be there and you need to, they can link up and help each other's business out and that's yeah. the, like you said the common goal is helping each other out i, I mean even their competitors i call us hey we're all colleagues yeah i don't tell trade secrets with everybody sure but yeah. i have no problem everybody's helping each other out and yeah. it's uh it's kind of unique with this sometimes a lot of type a meteors yeah under one roof with firearms <laughs> absolutely so you know talking about the the parties have you been in good fun parties since you've been here uh this year of course uh, i went to the uh its tactical uh party and uh, they always have a good time, and uh, that's all they've been this year. I, yeah. Honestly, it's I think this afternoon I'm going for the first time. I've had some Marine buddies that have, for the past six years, I guess, or however long we've been here in Vegas, they want us to. They want to take me to the Leatherneck Club, and I've the said no. I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm former Army. You know I'm like uh, no, I'm not going to a club full of Marines. Um, <laughs> the only thing I may save me is me being the medic and uh, being Doc. <laughs> right. And uh, so that's I'm looking forward to that tonight. I mean, we're going to go there, have a beer. It's a you know. So museum. you're going to Leatherneck tonight? Yeah, we're going to Leatherneck Club. Sweet, sweet. You have to let me know how that is. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not invited to that, but you know, that's you come with us, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll let you uh, fend for yourself. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, we got a common friend, Rob Pincus. Yeah. So tell me how you got hooked up with Rob and and I met Rob. PDN? Yeah, PDN. Okay, uh, personal I didn't know Defense if it was ICE or if it was PDN. Uh, he does. He's a jack of all trades. No, oh, I know that. Yeah. I didn't know which one you were were a part of. I'm a contributor with Personal Defense Network. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. we've got a, the we did the full feature uh, DVD. I think it's like 72 minutes long. Uh, that's a good thing. So a lot of good information yeah. there. But then also, it's just been an honor to be a member of the that network of those well, which, other instructors. Which DVD was that? What's the? We did the medical one. Do you know the name of it? So they can go and online and buy it. Uh, it's, so it's the only medical one. Okay, the only uh, medical one. There you go. So emergency it's medicine. To... I can't remember the exact title, so that's fine. Uh, that's my fault. I we got smart listeners. Title. We got smart but, listeners. Uh, yeah, it. if you're on the uh, person, the PDN on the Personal Defense Network uh, website, you, you'll find it. Uh, a couple of articles we've yeah. done. But I met Rob. Uh, I want to say four, maybe maybe five, about four years ago at the uh, tactical conference that Rangemaster hosts. Yeah. And through a mutual friend, uh, Paul Gomez, uh, the late, great Paul Gomez introduced us. And uh, Rob, my first impression of Rob is, is was insane. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. He's insane? He, yeah, this, this man's <laughs> that's crazy. That's mine too, but yeah. uh, we were all, I was presenting, he was presenting, we're all hanging out, and uh, Moss was there, and a couple of these big names that I've always read their articles, and these guys, they're all, you know, these big 
big time folks, and here I am in the mix with them, and he uh, and Tom Gibbons, those guys, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm hanging with y'all. And Rob jumps and says, hey, Claude Warner's doing a uh, his 38 specials, uh, you know, snub class. Uh, let's go shoot that together. And I was like, I, who yeah, are you? Me? And he said, he said, I'm Rob Hinkus. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm Caleb. He's like, well, let's go shoot that together. We need, we need, I need a partner. And I'm thinking, I've, I've never had to. F- and he's not shy, is he? He's not shy. No, he'll go up to anybody, including big bearded guys, and say, let's go shoot together. And uh, he said, we'll learn together. And I show up Mr. Warner's uh, range, and we start shooting. I've, I'm not a wheel gun guy. I don't. I've never had a formal training and education on running a snub. Right. And this little snub, I said. Rob, I don't have a gun. I don't have ammo. I don't have holster. Nothing. I don't. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. Come exactly. on. Exactly. He said, here, you can have my spare. And he dives into his truck and hands me a spare pistol. And he <laughs> says, hey, and he looks around. Again, it's the industry, you know, the yeah. community. And he said, hey, anybody got a holster for a snub nose? Yeah. And it, two guys raised their hand and took off their belt. And yeah, now you need a, he needs a, you know, yeah, a belt that'll fit the holster. He, somebody Rob threw ammo a, at me. a prime example of, of the type of personality that we're talking about in this industry. I mean, there's bend over backwards go up to somebody they don't even know yeah and, and say know, let's go hey, shoot come on get involved come get have involved we went claude you don't uh, have it i've got it here yeah. let me help you out i mean long story short claude ended up trying to basically kick me off his range because my target looked like bird shot and then <laughs> rob's shooting right behind me on you know the next volley and of course his are all you know puppy oh, yeah. feeding like, and, I'm like, it, kid. and i'm like wow thanks and he's like i thought you said you could shoot what are you teaching here and i'm like medicine he's like well i hope you're a heck of a lot better <laughs> medic than you are shot and it looked like birdshot pattern up there, man. And, oh, that's uh, funny. But uh, Rob, yeah, with and the other contributors and the other guys and girls involved, PDN, it's just been great. So Lone Star Medics mm-hmm. is the name of your company. Tell us what your classes involve, or different classes that you have. Sure, sure. Lone Star Medics is a field and tactical medical training company. Well, first let me back up. Sure. And you may get into this as you're talking about it, but tell us your background in, in, oh. in the medicine as well. So obviously your former military. Correct. Army. Yeah, I did. Uh, I started my, I guess, medical career, if you will, uh, in high school. Sixth generation Texan, uh, and so that's a big thing where we're from. But yeah, uh, so if Zeke were here, he's he's, <laughs> exactly. from, he's from Texas. He was born in Texas. I'm gonna say he's from Texas, but he's been in Tennessee more than he has in Texas. But and uh, yeah, and I and through high school, the Boy Scouts of America program had the Explorer program. I got on with the ambulance, rode out with the ambulance in downtown Fort Worth uh, with MedStar. And it was great. I thought, this is awesome. I get the similar, same uniforms. We get to ride in the back of the ambulance with the patients and going, you know, lights and sirens down the roads. And other Explorer posts may or may not have had that same experience, but we were very fortunate. After high school, uh, I ended up in the Army, did four years. <laughs> Let me back up. It's not, it wasn't like the judge said, you've got two choices, son. Okay, like a prison sentence, okay? No, I volunteered about a year you after high school. You go to school or jail. Yeah, you, or you go to go jail or you go to the or... Army. I guess I'll take the Army. But, no, I volunteered as a combat medic for four years on active duty and was stationed, went to Fort Sam for medic school, went to Germany, was stationed there, did two tours in the Balkans, the places like Albania and Macedonia and Kosovo. And I'm proud to say I served with the, the 82nd. I got attached to the 82nd. Right. And then also I was with the 212th MASH, the last MASH in the, MASH in the Army. Really? Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty – that was cool. Be, that, that's got to be like a – a staple in your yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot of pride it, there. Your bonnet, <laughs> exactly. Um, I like to back, mix metaphors. <laughs> exactly. And so I uh, came back uh, to the states after the the, the tours uh, to Fort Polk, where I was with the uh, opposing forces unit there, Madronimo, and I uh, got out. I was looking for. I was doing odds and end jobs. Uh, friends and family hired me out to do you know different jobs and stuff, and uh, I was needing that camaraderie, and I found it at a firehouse. 
and got on with a, a local fire department outside of Dallas, just inside Dallas Fort Worth uh, area, and spent six years there. During that six years, I was on the uh, worked on the engine. We had an ambulance. Uh, you know, we had the dive team. And then also I managed to get on the uh, finagle my way onto the SWAT team as their medic. Cool. Start. Are you on the dive? Do you dive? Are you scuba diving? I do, yes. Sure yeah. Me yeah. too. Awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Um, good friend of mine's a, my instructor. That's the only way I do it. I hate going underwater. I'm, I'm really good at diving. <laughs> are you, like, claustrophobic? or? No, it's just uh, it's not enjoyable, but you I'm really, really good at it. it. So he keeps bringing me out to do more you know, training and more dives. And he does public safety diving uh, with uh, Firefight Underwater Recovery. And he's uh, and Kyle's teaching me. And he's the guy taking me to the Leatherneck Club, actually. Oh, okay, he's a Marine. Cool. So, but uh, long story short, did six years there. Uh, worked for a few PMCs, but whatever they're called, you know, private contracting company or whatever mm-hmm. they're called this week. But mainly stateside work, nothing overseas or crazy or really cool. And uh, about six years ago this February, some friends said, hey, well, you need to go get your paramedic. You need to go to school. Okay. And when I was there, they'd managed to take a 14-month class cramming into 10 weeks. Oh, fun. Yeah. And I thought, oh, cool. I'll sign up for that one. That's, yeah. a, that's a great idea. I was so wrong. It, yeah. it, was, it was a great school, great class. Uh, we learned – it was just – Cram, Absolute jam, cram, jam. Yeah. You're studying 24-7. Uh, made it through the class, and in fact, they recruited me to come back and be an adjunct instructor. And I said, I haven't even learned this stuff yet. And they said, no, you'll be all right. Yeah, so they spent it. eleven weeks, 11 to 12, were spent learning adult learning styles and stuff, how the you know adult brain learns. And I thought, well, I should have taken the, the, the advanced class first, <laughs> being you know, 20-something years, 30 years old, and not, having, you know, not going to college, being right. an adult, having to learn how to study again. It made it rough. But uh, came back home, some guys at a local shooting range, Attack Pro Shooting Center, said, hey, well, the ROs are like, well, now you're a big-time instructor. Why don't you uh, teach us some first aid? I pulled an eight-hour class out of my hat and out of the aid bag, Just literally, something together. some stuff I had, quote-unquote, acquired from the military over the years. Yeah. And, uh, they gave you that free of charge, didn't they? Uh, well, let's just say I earned it. Yeah. <laughs> I earned it. Yeah. And uh, so here we are six years later, 20-something classes. We're traveling all over the U.S., trying to get international, uh, teaching folks awesome. field and tactical medicine at, of all levels. So Lone Star, how long has Lone Star been in existence? Uh, Lone Star makes, yeah, six years. So six it, years. Yeah, so it you was, started uh, it up then. Yeah, it was uh, – this next February, this coming February is uh, six years. Okay, so I can't doing, believe it. Doing doing twenty classes a year is that right? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Different kind of classes. I've got twenty different types of classes. We've oh, got classes wow. for you know. Uh, so you're doing way more than twenty a year. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to look. I don't know my stats. <laughs> I don't know what my numbers are, but uh, which is bad. Is and it, you're traveling is all over the United States. Yeah, we take the show on the road. We've got one day classes, two day classes. A lot of guys here in the shooting industry, they like taking the Medicine X class. Mm-hmm. So it's think of it as like a the scenario. It's a very scenario-based driven type of learning. Yeah. Uh, we talk about things. We practice them a little bit down on the floor. Then we go hit the range, and it's live fire scenarios. Right. And uh, a lot of people, they say, uh, I'm quoting a student here last year, and he said, Caleb, this is no joke, and this is his quote, this is a training orgasm. <laughs> and I don't know if I can say that here. That's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah, that was pretty, really great. Yeah, no, you can say that. I need oh, you to yeah, put that on my that. website, man. And can I, you know, use your name? You He's should. like, no, don't. But no one's going to believe me. He said, no, I get to practice uh, communication with others because we do one person, two per, one man, two man, and uh, four man teams on these scenarios. So think of a right. three gun stage, IPSC IDPA stage, mm-hmm. but you've got a X number of pounds. I'll never say how much Rescue Randy weighs because it doesn't matter. He or she is. 
They. Heavy. Yeah, they. I respect its privacy. Them. And uh, we put them down range, and yeah. you've got to basically fight your way. You made the scenario maybe, hey, we're sitting at dinner with our family, and active killer starts up. Or it's, uh, we're, you know, for some violent attack, how yeah. do we solve it? You're in a mall. You're yeah, in a mall. And like so that. we'll put, you know, a lot of no-shoot targets traffic up. Light. Yeah, and you get it. Implement your firearms training. Yeah. Your, you know, see if your equipment works. Your, if you got two, two or more people in your team, right. communication under stress. So, are you guys? Are you a civilian oriented? Is that what your classes Absolutely. are are for? Or civilians, do you do law, law enforcement, enforcement, military, also? Uh, so, we've had uh, some active duty guys and girls come through the classes over the years, uh, right. but a lot of it's been your CHL holder, you know, and right. uh, your your prepared citizen. Honestly, that's been They're our good. biggest demographic. They're like, yeah. we don't want to be the medic. What do we do yeah. until the medic and gets And so here? many people, I mean, they, they get so caught up on their, their firearm training. You know, they want to get better and more proficient and, you know, with their, their handgun defense and, and whatnot. But they don't really think, all right, if I get in one of these situations, I'm liable to get shot or somebody is going to get shot and I'm going to need to be able to perform some sort of a medical service to either myself or to a friend or family member that's, that's around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at, okay, well, let's, let's call it a fight, a gunfight, knife fight, fist fight, it's a fight. Yeah. Show me any video where during a fight no one got hurt or yeah. injured. Well, even a fist fight, yeah. A fist yeah, fight, yeah. you know. <laughs> the combatives, that's a whole other thing we can talk about later. 2014 <laughs> was Caleb learning that he doesn't know anything about combatives. Uh, but uh, there's a combat medic proverb, if you will, and it says mm-hmm. the most effective medicine in combat is superior firepower. And if you, we think that we take that as civilians and say, okay, well, yeah, I wish I could call, you know, you, this is me, <laughs> fire for effect. Well, that's one thing, you know, calling for air. But when it's uh, me and my family in my home, and right. bad guy kicks in door, once they get it on, fine. Right. Here, you know, we go to guns, uh, we solve the, th- you know, we stop the threat. But maybe it's my family members in the house that got hurt somehow, sure. or they were attacked in the parking lot or whatnot. We don't. We just not only have to survive it, but thrive. Yeah. The the odds of you getting in, you know, an altercation, something like that, are very slim. You know, somebody falling down the steps or somebody getting hurt while you're on a hiking trip or whatever the case may be, you know, the odds of somebody needing medical attention are greater than you getting into an altercation, you know, with your firearm. Absolutely. It is. I mean, I ask in my class when we start, especially if we've got a bunch of, you know, I don't want to call it gun folks in there, but, sure. you know, firearms enthusiasts. I said, okay, well, how many of you were involved in a gunfight this last year? Mm-hmm. No hands. Maybe one or two, maybe some guys and girls really? that were like, well, they just I mean, got that's... off active duty or something. Oh, you know? okay. Well, I'm like, oh, you go. guys don't count. You've been over there, you know, <laughs> taking out, you know, bad guys. So that, that yeah. doesn't count. Uh, but no, no no hands. And I'll say, okay, how many of you saw car wrecks or were involved in car wrecks this week? Exactly. Every hand goes up. Yeah. They saw it on the freeway going to work. And I said, okay, think about that. You're on, you do not commute. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people work from the home. I, I get hurt going from yeah from the bathroom to the to the office. You know, the spare bedroom. But right. you're traveling with other people, high rate of speed, car accidents. CDC says uh, blunt trauma is number second to uh, heart attack mm-hmm. is a number two killer in America is blunt trauma. You know, next to heart disease. So that that you look at their studies further, car wrecks, like you said, uh-huh. absolutely. You know, it's uh, and that's what we want to try and teach is applicable medicine. There you go. Everybody yeah. wants to learn how to suture. Everybody wants to learn how to do the needle decompression yeah. and all this advanced stuff. I'm like, well, and IVs the and gunshot stuff. Wound, the gunshot yeah. wounds. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> how many gunshot wounds you see this the past ten years? Yeah, exactly. You know, none. Um, none. Okay, let's talk about car wrecks then. Yeah. Let's talk about diabetic emergencies. Let's talk about right. stroke. Let's talk about heart attacks. How to use an AED. 
Right. You know, those things. That you're right. That's that's where the key is. That's that's where a lot of the, that's medicine. Yeah. I mean, how many times you you felt helpless and when you've seen an accident, you've gone by an accident and you're like, "Man, I wish I could do something." Yeah. You know? I I've never experienced that. I'm I'm a pretty good medic. But. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no. We your students say that all the time. They're like, "Why?" Well, yeah. you know. But that's my point. I mean, it's, it's the, the medical training is I, I think is probably one of the most important training that you can do. Sure, Bar, I mean, Barna of all the training that you can do, medical I think is is I the, agree. The key. Yeah. I agree. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Um, you <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it was uh, Carl Wren. He he was he and I were talking, and he said to some other students when I was finishing up a class, he said, "Guys, I've taken a lot of classes, and he has. You can check Carl Wren's resume. It's impressive. Uh, over the years, he's taken everybody's uh, pistol or carbine classes and shotgun classes, and he said." In my shooting career of competition shooting, defensive shooting, taking a medical class has probably been the most important and most applicable class I've ever taken. Absolutely. And he said, I've used what I've learned from Caleb and a few other people ten times more than I have from any other shooting class. So it it is, it's applicable. It applies to us, all of us. So if somebody wants to sign up for one of your classes, how do they do that? Uh, check out uh, LoneStarMedics.com, mm-hmm. you, our Facebook page as well. We're always putting up deals there and letting know where we're going to be, uh, where we're going to be on the road. But the website, LoneStarMedics.com, has the schedule up. Uh, we've got it up out to the summer already posted, and uh, we're going to do more. Very cool. Very cool. So you guys are on Facebook and Absolutely. all the social media outlets as well? Uh, Facebook. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> That's enough for me to handle this. a website, <laughs> training, the business, and then yeah. one Facebook page is all I need. Yeah, that's all you need one. I think we have Twitter, too, but I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. Now, are you guys just doing the, the training, or do you have products uh, that people can get from your website? Do you have, like, an online store or anything like that? We For the past couple of years here, we've had students that request, like, where do we get the kits? Yeah. And I tell them all the time, okay, well, we started building kits. Uh, we haven't launched our online store yet. We're going to. I don't have an ETA on that. Okay. Um, but just something, being honest, something to look forward to. But yeah, and there's plenty. There's other companies out there that have the kit, so we encourage our students. Hey, if we tell them, hey, don't go buy the kit yet. Come to the class, learn what you need. Right. Then you can be an educated consumer, mm-hmm. um, or bring what you got if you've got kits, which everybody should have some You'll type help of medical them improve device it or something. Yeah. yeah, we'll improve it and talk about the pros and cons of that. Cool. Uh, but kit selection is a big question, a big thing that comes up in our courses. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so I'm going to ask you some questions that we ask our. our First-time guest, typical questions. Obviously, you've got some military background, so we've already established that fact. Um, how did you originally get involved with firearms? What's your f- earliest memory? Uh, earliest of that? Would, would be, uh, I suppose, just like many of us, it was my uh, my my parents. Yeah, uh, my father so growing was growing up. Yeah, growing up yeah. as a kid, it was. I still have my first four ten shot single barrel. Okay, I was going to ask you. And you still have yeah, your first that, firearm? Um, and yeah, I've still got. In fact. Funny how it was in shotguns. My first firearms I ever bought when I was of age were a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, but my, for, you know, it was growing up hunting and fishing with dad. And uh, he jokes that we were a family of the 90s. I probably shouldn't <laughs> put that out there on the air. But, uh, you know, the boys live with their mother in their state. But my family, all they all get along. And But uh, so we would, when dad would come in town, we'd go hunting or we'd yeah. go fishing. Being from Texas, you know, it's just a way of life, right? It, yeah, it is. It yeah. really is. It was hunting and fishing, and I didn't get into defensive shooting and that and shooting sports uh, until after the military. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I went up, friends of mine, they said, hey, well, you're an outdoor kind of guy. Why don't, why don't you come check out this shooting match? You got a beard? You're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're outdoor you know, out, And so they said, yeah, you're, you, why don't you come out and uh, check out this shooting match? It's called Three Gun. And I said, what's that? He said, do you have a shotgun, a pistol, and a rifle? I said, yeah. I had no idea what to bring. Yeah. I brought probably 10,000 rounds of ammo of all three and every oh a caliber you could think of. Because I had no idea what to do. Yeah. I, I showed up, 
and the guys that invited me, turns out they didn't even show up that day. Oh, wow. But it's the industry. It's the community. Yeah. They all say, They welcomed hey, you. They welcomed me. I didn't have this, didn't know what times meant or what the, the commands were for the ranges, but I was there, and I was hooked. And I think for the first four years that I was out there, even at, like, Attack Pro, I kept going. Ever, I would not miss a three gun, and then ended up Ooh. becoming a range officer out there. And then nice. I would spend my weekends trying. Are you to doing? Learn. Are you doing three gun competitions? Uh, not anymore. Okay, I would say not even amateur on my <laughs> good days. But uh, it's still fun. I'm the guy that goes out there, and it's for me. It's evaluation of myself mm-hmm. and my equipment. Where am I at mentally? Just is it relaxed? It's relaxing. It's relaxing. Being around it's my enjoyable. buddies. Yeah. You know the, the the men and women of this industry and laughing. I go out there and shoot, and if I do well, you know, it, maybe I'm loading one shotgun shell at a time during the match. I'm like, why do you do that? I'm like, I'm training, man. I'm yeah. not going to win first place, but I'm having fun. That's right. And it's aggravating you're out there you. doing it. You and know? you're off your game because you're worried about me now. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> so when it comes to pop culture, what's your go-to, whether it's a movie or a magazine, uh, a TV show, that's firearms related. Well, personal defense network and uh, you know talking lead, man. What talking, you, what there you, you go. Good answer. <laughs> the, my first one, if came to mind, was I remember in high school reading, you know, Soldier of Fortune. Yeah. As odd as that may sound, you know, I was like, what? What is all this? What are these guys? They're soldiers Mercs. of fortune, mercs and stuff, mercenary work, and you know, Africa and uh, you know, executive outcome and all these articles and these stories. And I'm like, yeah. well, how do you do that? And like, oh, you got to go to the army. Well, how, how do I do that? Well. You're 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 ten. Um, you have some time. <laughs> you're ten. We'll, we'll be waiting. We'll be for waiting you. for you. Oh, they were. Uh, but uh, yeah. no, it's uh, SWAT magazine. Cool. There's several out there, and it's good to see a lot of the recoil. Uh, gosh, there's so many out there. Yeah, that recoil. That's my favorite. Love it's it. uh, yeah. They they and, and I'm glad to see you know people like recoil and SWAT magazine. They keep evol- evolving. Mm-hmm. It's not keeping it fresh. Keeping, keeping it fresh. It they're they're relevant. Relevant. That's a. It, yeah. Thank you. That's the word I would use. Is like, hey, what's what's real? What's happening now? Um, there's all sorts of blogs for the gear and equipment and training. Yeah. Uh, you know, you Soldier Systems Daily, Bre- Breach Bank Clear. You got PDN. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely. There's a lot there to read, and I'm. I. It's a. It's a. <laughs> a good dark hole to find yourself in. Like, wow, I just spent four hours. On this one website. Oh, I know. But it's a I know. You know, good Especially information. Especially if you get it on YouTube and you start doing something, and it's just like one video leads to another oh, yeah, video, so and you're like, all right, I got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Three days later, like, maybe I should yeah. shower. Enough's enough. Or like most guys, maybe I should start my own YouTube channel. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We, that's uh, we, funny you say that. We actually just launched our first episode. Congratulations. Here. It's, hey. uh, yeah. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> well, listen, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Well, it's, thanks for having me. It's our 100th episode, man. That's epic, man. Congratulations you know? to you and your crew. Seriously. Thanks. Seriously. That's, that's, My that crew says being a lot. Zeke. <laughs> that's and, more crew than I got. And unfortunately, he's in the hospital right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're, we're managing. But uh, thanks to the Artificial Shoulder Pocket, uh, the guys at uh, Asymmetric Technologies, uh, go check out Artificial Shoulder Pocket. It's the ASP.co website. They just got that up and going. Check it out. It's cool. They've got a Facebook page now. Caleb, when's your next class? When's uh, this weekend. Month? Oh, this weekend? <laughs> yeah. so, I'm driving down to Austin this weekend. So what, what do you got going on next month? Uh, our, well, we've got our uh, conference, our second annual conference, a two-day conference, a field okay. and tactical medical conference for the lay per- for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in Dallas. So that's that, in the end of March. That's open to? To uh, everyone, yeah. Okay. There's so no prerequisites. And, How do they sign up for that? Uh, LoneStarMedics.com. You can go right there at the conference tab, and okay. you can see all 23. 
three different instructors, everything from delirium babies to herbal medicine, acupuncture, surgical airways, and we got all sorts of stuff up there. Cool. So go check out LoneStarMedics.com. Caleb Causey, uh, take his class if he's coming near you. If you don't see a class near you, shoot him an email, and I'm sure he'll be able to work with you and, and get something scheduled uh, nearby. Caleb, thanks for being on the show, brother. It's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. It was awesome. Yeah, cool. I hope it wasn't long-winded.